Hello and welcome to the Nameless Podcast. Don't have a name yet. Nathan Kendall, Taylor Dameron. We're going to be doing this throughout football and basketball. Possibly into the spring. Who knows? Right depends now, it's on how we feel. I say. Kind of just depends on how we feel. This is going to be our first show. Uh, it will, it'll be a weekly two-podcast series. One focusing on the Kansas City area high school, both Missouri and Kansas. We'll focus probably more so on the, on the bigger schools, as Nate and I talked about before. We hopped on here, we'll probably focus more on the Aquinas, Mie, GKL, Sunflower, and a hop over Park Hill, Park Hill South, all those schools, Liberty, Liberty North, all those schools, over on the Missouri side. And then we'll have also one that is strictly kind of Kansas City slash national news, you know, kind of just see what's going on, just kind of pretty much just talking it out. The high school one's probably going to be the one that we focus absolutely the most on just because we want it to be perfect as we're, we hope that this can become a weekly high school podcast where people can listen in, kind of preview what's going on in the week and all of that stuff. So with that being said, Nate, how we doing? Pretty good. We're just... We've been talking about doing this for quite a while, if I uh, do remember. It's been since last year, probably. So I think I think I remember last year it got brought up. We were like, oh, that'd be a good idea. It kind of got shoveled underneath a lot of things, and then we figured, hey, might as well. Exactly. And, you know, so, and like I said, probably focus, the high school one's probably our main focus. We want that one to be perfect for everybody just because we want to bring it more attention kind of the high school aspect of things in the Kansas City area because we kind of looked it up, kind of why we're doing this. We kind of looked it up. It's not a lot podcast-wise, information-wise out there about Kansas City high school sports, and there is a lot of talent, so we kind of want to try to showcase that, showcase that as much as possible. Yeah, and we—I mean, we—I mean, we broadcast every Friday night, so this could be used as a tool to kind of preview our games that we're gonna have, and then kind of look at the area in general as the season goes along, get an idea of who the teams are to watch, who's gonna win a state title on both the Kansas and Missouri side, and so I mean, it's an exciting thing. I mean, we've got. Uh, Chad Rader, who is a pretty good source, I think, for high school sports. And so that's going to be a fun time talking to him when we get closer to football season and get his thoughts on who the teams to watch will be when we get a little bit closer here. We've got a month before games start. Wow. Can I say about about exactly a month, actually? Because Missouri well. For Missouri. Yeah. Missouri. Missouri starts the Friday before Labor Day uh, weekend, and then Kansas starts that week after, I do believe. I do believe it's September yeah. 6th that they start that. So, you know, Kansas plays eight games, Missouri plays nine, and we'll kind of go from there. But so, kind of like uh, Nate mentioned, what, the goal will be to – the high school one will be released on Thursday no matter what. Yes. Even if we can't – if we don't get two out, it's not a huge deal. We'll, we'll get one out once a week um, just to at least get the high school one out. That one will be released probably Thursday mornings um, and then probably tweet it out and hopefully if we can get everything worked out, um, uh, get some help, get it tweeted out to you guys. Uh, and then the, the KC one, you know, if we if we can get to it, um, then 
that will probably get released on Wednesday morning. So then that way you have a kind of a couple, kind of a couple, um, a couple of their, a couple of them there to discuss and, and talk about. So Wednesdays and Thursdays is kind of what we're looking at. We kind of, we definitely want to get the high school one out on Thursdays just so that way, um, gives you guys about a 48 hour window to kind of listen to it before, before games kick off at 7 p.m. on Friday nights. With the occasional uh, Thursday night game in there, which it's more so in Kansas where you see more of those going on. And, like, the the other one, the Kansas City General Sports, it's going to be exciting during football season because, mm-hmm. I mean, we have the best quarterback in the NFL around, and it's going to be fun to get to talk about Chiefs football, get to talk a little bit about Mizzou, Kansas, Kansas State, Northwest Missouri State. It's kind of the MIAA is it's kind of where we're going to head today a little bit with some of our talk a little bit about trade deadline and how that's gone. Royals baseball, they played better lately. We texted, um, we texted about this last week, and our rundown said Royals don't suck. After that, they were 1-6. One, one yeah, that's the unfortunate circumstance to that. But, like, we've got some ideas of uh, we're going to talk some Chiefs today. Maybe a little bit about the Royals, though they just got swept by the Toronto Blue Jays in an ugly fashion. Um, we'll talk about some college football, too. It's, we're coming up very close. Report, almost report time. day is this weekend for most programs, so yeah, and, at least in uh, Division One. And today was MIAA um, Media Days, mm. and so we can kind of discuss that a little bit. Some interesting type of things happened with the uh, media and coaches' polls. It kind, of surpri- it kind of surprised me that Fort Hayes was voted by the coaches to win the conference. It was very close, which was... 6-5-1, wasn't it? Yeah, and that one was with, I think it was Pitt, Pitt State, yeah. which is odd to me. I, was, I would have taken UCM over them, personally. But the media was very heavily favored towards Northwest being the uh, favorite, and it was pretty pretty heavily and it, favored. And I think that's, I think they're expecting a jump in the in the offense, and I think everybody is. You know, you got you got the quarterback coming back, going to be a redshirt sophomore. Obviously, whenever you throw a kid out there as a, I mean, I know he redshirted, but he still didn't have any game experience in Division yeah, Two. Exactly. I think you expect an, another jump from from him, um, and I. Th- yeah, I think the Northwest defense is going to be continue to be as good as it's been. And you get a D one transfer at running back with uh, the Rankin kid from Toledo, mm-hmm. who was he had a thousand all purpose yards last year and had ten to fifteen or had somewhere around ten touchdowns. That's ridiculous. Yeah, and now he's playing. And then you two. you jump down to D two, and you can only imagine behind then this Northwest offensive line they have coming back is. It's it's gonna be tough. Yeah, and so, you you also expect Troy Harper to take another jump. Um, oh yeah, he was he's one of the few Northwest athletes that play football that didn't get redshirted. Um, I think the first since Jake Soy, maybe uh, Parker Sampson. That's right, the that's kicker right. from um, Park Hill. He didn't. He had his redshirt pulled midway through the year a couple right. years ago because of the kicking issues they were having. I remember that year. That yeah. And so he's and he's still a kicker. Yeah, I think he's a junior now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I I just think you expect 
expected. I, I, I expect Fort Hayes State this year. This is the first time in three years that they're going to Fort Hayes. Uh, they've lost the last two years in Maryville. Uh, my memory serves me correctly by combined two points. Uh, so that'll be interesting going back to Fort Hayes. That should probably be for, you know, who wins the conference would be my assumption. Because if you look at the poll, Pitt State, as coaches-wise, was the team that got number one. UCM came in at fifth, um, and that kind of surprised me a little bit. Um, UCM, I think, is going to be going to be pretty good in the MIAA. I think I I personally think UCM will probably be the th- number three team behind Fort Hayes and Northwest. Um, I think they they return a lot of talent, and I think I think that they're always tough, but I think they've been. I think now they're going to finally kind of break through just a bit. Yeah, and I I just like the. They didn't. They're not really expecting Northwest offensively to be as good as a lot of people are thinking. I think that um, I think they're going to be much, much, much improved over last mm-hmm. year with Zach Martin, right? No, uh, no. Uh, I don't remember. I can't remember his name. Um, when we get a little bit closer, I'll figure out. No, I say we'll figure it all out. Um. But yeah, you know, yeah, they have that soft, that Richard sophomore. Mm-hmm. He'll be back. I, I think he's, he'll improve um, just because you know you go from your freshman to sophomore year. He 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 showed flashes of being really good, and then he had like the game against Fort A State where he really struggled. Um, so I think I think you'll see that, and and also in the first three quarters of Ferris State, who knocked him out, um, he really struggled until the very end. It gave us a chance, gave Northwest a chance to win. Um, but if you if you get a consistent game uh, from the offense um, in all four quarters, I think Northwest wins that game pretty easily. The and defense played really well. Probably ends up in the national title game where Ferris State ended up. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the MIAA probably expected to be um, tougher. I did see Central Oklahoma was kind of up there in the ranking, you know, uh, in the poll a little Missouri bit. Missouri Southern picked 10th. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they think they're going to actually win a game or two. I hope. Uh, I the hope they conference. don't. Um, you know, if anyone's listening to this that has watched Last Chance U, uh, Garden City's coach moved over to Missouri Southern. I hope Missouri Southern never wins a game. Uh, boy, Last Chance U pa- painted that guy in a horrible light. Uh, started a fight after they beat Independence Community College. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see how that goes. See how he handles Missouri Southern, who has been. Uh, Bad. Yeah, bad. Um, that's, that's an understatement, saying how they've been. So we'll see. We'll see how he does down there. He's he a really good coach, though. Uh, you know, he he's he won consistently at Garden City, just with with the scholarship limit that JUCO had there for a couple of years and without it. So like he won in both phases of that. So uh, we'll see how he transitions to Division Two. But yeah, Missouri Southern that was kind of surprising because Missouri Southern's been a team that just everybody has beaten the last couple of seasons. So. Obviously, um, and if you look at the roster, I kind of looked at the roster after Last Chance U. He brought a lot of guys from Garden City. Um, yeah. So I think that might be what they're expecting is, hey, these guys played at a high level pretty much in a Division One JUCO conference. Um, so I don't expect him to make any noise, but, I, you know, that they could be a tougher out than, than what – because I think Northwest has beaten them the last couple of years like 63 nothing. Oh, yeah. It's it been seems, bad. It seems like we played him for homecoming the last however many years. Oh, yeah. Years. yeah. And, and, and this year it doesn't get any worse – or it doesn't get any better for homecoming for Northwest. They get to take on uh, Lincoln. Yeah, yeah. Welcome uh, back to the MIAA, Lincoln. Just for a year, isn't it, though? 
Yes, I believe it is just one year. Cause... Yeah, I'm looking at this, the Missouri Southern roster. I'm pretty sure their starting quarterback is going to be a transfer from Garden City Community yeah. College, formerly of Virginia Tech as well. So I think I think uh, he brought a couple of guys over that he yeah, that he expects. Tight end, a wide receiver, a fullback. Yeah, I'm telling you, like, and I didn't even scroll. You don't have to scroll down too far. He he brought a lot, of, and he brought a guy from Independence. I know he's just a kicker, yeah. but I mean, he he kind of really went in. But it's very much. Well, he's gonna have himself an issue here in a couple of years because of all these bringing in all of these transfers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's 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 the situation you get into. Uh, Division two, I think it'll be a little bit easier to kind of get out of because you're allowed to have Cameron. Because you're allowed to have a couple bit. You're allowed to have bigger classes than you are in Division one. That's where Division one programs get in trouble, aka Kansas, uh, with their two last coaches. Uh, we'll talk about that probably probably a little bit later. But yeah, the MI, I think the MIAA would be fun. Um, it always is. Northwest playing Pitt State back in Arrowhead where it belongs, I think, is huge because Pitt State should be better. I know Pitt State's been down a couple last couple seasons, but they should be should be better, and that should be a fun game. I'm just excited for it to be back in Kansas City because it's been pretty inconsistent because te- other teams don't want to give up a home game against Northwest. Northwest is like I believe I, Northwest was North Northwest was one that gave away the home game this year. Yeah, if I believe, if I remember right, which I. I'm already going to get my tickets for that as soon as they come out because that's going to be a fun game. The UCM game, the last couple of years, the UCM games have been outstanding. Mm-hmm. A couple of years ago, I'll never forget, down by four, I think it was, with like a minute and a half left. Oh, yeah, yeah. Deep yeah. ball from, it was Zach Martin, mm-hmm. to Bain down inside the 10. They end up scoring with like 15 seconds left to win the game. Because that, that was the first year that they lost to Fort A State. Yeah. Was was that season. Um that, that was, was a, and then, then I think was, it was wasn't it the next week they went down to Pitt State and lost twenty four to ten. Yeah. When Pitt State wasn't great. Um and then lost to Fort A State a couple weeks later. But yeah, so um MIAA should be pretty fun. Uh one kind of local school we didn't talk about. Missouri Western should be better. Uh this yeah. is their second year second or third year with with their new football coach who I think I think has done a good job. Um you know, not saying you know I just think, uh, what was his name, Partridge, was just there too long. Um, yes. He kind of got complacent a little bit. Um, so uh, their new coach has come in, kind of revitalized a little bit of that program. Um, my, if I remember correctly, they came in at like 7th or 8th. Um, I think I, one, I think they were 5th or uh, they were 6th or 7th. I think they were 6th and one of them right behind UCM. Yeah, so... You know, I think Missouri Western is continuing to get better. Um, I don't think they're there yet. They're not on the level of uh, Fort Hayes or Northwest. I think I think in the MIAA, it's there's you know, there's uh, there's obviously a couple tiers, but the first tier is Northwest and Fort Hayes, and then everybody else. I, I think those are the two programs that I think will be battling it out for to win the champ to to win the MIAA championship. Yeah, and uh, I mean Mo West, they'll they'll get thrown right into the fire week one, hosting Northwest. Yeah. Yeah, at um, there in St. Joe, first right out the shoot, September. Uh, it's at Thursday. Fifth at Thursday yeah. night, which that is on Northwest schedule. That it's their only Thursday night game. Usually, you go back to back to start. I say because the MIAA has a rule where <laughs> the home team can select either they play Saturday afternoon or yeah. Thursday night, and Northwest obviously selected to Northwest play Saturday. Northwest selected Saturday to play Washburn, I believe yeah, it was that week later. I. 
I love as a student. I absolutely loved that Thursday night game because that yes. Thursday night game you only had Friday left. Most people, you know, class wise on Friday, you're pretty much. I, I personally, I didn't schedule a lot of classes on Friday, so I had like one or two classes. So it was always you know, at, you know, at ten o'clock. So oh, yeah. I could go, I could go to the game and then go out, you know, and it, it just brought a lot of excitement that Thursday night game. You know, I understand though Saturday afternoon, you know, you don't have any school or anything like that the next day. So, but it, I mean, when I first saw the schedule, I, you know, from a student perspective, I kind of was like, Ugh. you know, that Thursday night game every well because people aren't camp, people aren't campus, you know, people don't have an excuse to go home. Um, yeah. Unless you don't have class on Friday or something. So, but yeah, that was that was interesting. Um, most schools, I think, are doing Thursday, Thursday night, yeah. um, pretty much the first two weeks, and then after that, it's Saturday afternoon. But to the MIAA, we go. We'll start with the SEC. We'll start with a better yeah. program of of the three local schools. Uh, Missouri, uh, they have come in um, the media poll at SEC Media Day a couple weeks ago has them at third in the East, uh, which is really surprising. And the over-under is set for them at six and a half, which I hammered the over. Uh, I'm already put a hundred bucks down on it. Uh, six and a half, if you look at Nor- if you look at Missouri's schedule, and if they don't hit the over, a lot of people are getting fired with their schedule and their that, roster. That schedule, we were talking about it the other day. I don't get where Vegas is getting six and a half. I was so. I mean, yeah, the six and a half was interesting when I saw that. I was like, six and a half, because you just just look at the schedule. They open up August thirty first, a month from today, at Wyoming. That's a win. That's, that's a win. That's a win. They beat them. Has to be. And then that next weekend, they open up their home season. Against West Virginia, who's going to be down. There, yeah. We'll talk about the yeah. Big 12 here in a little bit. And then SEMO, that's an easy victory. Then South Carolina at home to open up SEC play. That's a statement game right there. We struggle against South Carolina most of the, our years in the SEC. That's a statement game. Mizzou wins that. They're going to have a really good year. Then Troy at home should be an easy victory. Ole Miss. Ole Miss is picked to finish sixth in the SEC West. It's not should should be a win, and then their schedule picks up a little bit at Vandy, at Kentucky, at Georgia. That's the game you circle on the schedule. If you're undefeated going into that Georgia game, that's going to be a top ten clash. It's a big game, and college game day should be there. That's going to be a anyway. top ten game right there. Two teams battling out in the top ten. Winner of that probably wins the SEC East. And we'll get the ticket to play Bama, unfortunately. <laughs> then Florida, Tennessee, and Arkansas to close it out. Florida, s- everybody's high on Florida. I, I'm not. I've watched some bad Missouri teams beat Florida soundly. I think they and went to November. They went ten and three last year. I get, I get where the where the where the hype is. If Missouri didn't go down last year and beat them by thirty five. Yeah. I would not be. I, 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 and with Flo- and Florida's never played well at Mizzou, ever. And it's going to be in November. <laughs> I and, told you that yesterday. Yeah. It's gonna. It's a November game, in Columbia. It's gonna be cold. It's gonna be cold. Florida's not going to come up and be ready to play that no. game. No, I was at. I was actually at. Diehard Kansas fan, by the way. I don't. I don't like Mizzou, but I went. I went to a Mizzou game, <coughs> um, and it was the first time Florida came to Mizzou. 
2014. With Maddie Mock? Yeah, 2014 maybe. Something like that. Somewhere around that, somewhere around that time. Um, and Mizzou, they were good. They weren't great. They weren't anything special, I don't think. And Mizzou really controlled that game and was able to knock off. I know Florida wasn't very good back then, but that, that just resonates in my mind because Florida just did not play well. And then you saw it again where they just didn't play well. Um, you know, last year, I mean, Missouri went down there and, and didn't just – they didn't win by a field goal. They won by 35. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think, that's, I think that's where I'm kind of at. And I think they have, they have an overall better quarterback – I see. I see ten and two because Missouri. Missouri is a lot like the Chiefs with the with Alex during the Alex Smith era, where you just lose a game you're not supposed to. Exactly. And so I, I see. I see ten and two. Um, you know, if if you're uh, if you're a betting human like I, uh, if it's still at six and a half or seven, uh, go ahead and hammer the over. In my opinion, because if it doesn't hit over, or if, if you have it at seven, which is where I had it. Uh, if it hits seven, uh, Barry Odom's still fired. I think Barry Odom has to pretty much go eight and four. Well, it's it's one of those things that if if they don't hit the over, something went completely wrong. Kelly Bryant either a was hurt all year, Larry Roundtree was hurt all year, Albert O was out all year. The defense yeah. just didn't show up to any game, and so yeah, Barry Odom wouldn't have a job after that. But I just don't see with the talent that they have. I don't see how they don't finish second in the East. Yeah, I, it, I, at ten and two or eleven and one, that, I think legit eleven and one is a hundred percent possibility. I think it's that schedule. That three week stretch though, really, dep- Kentucky last year was kind of a flash in the pan. Kind of didn't come out of nowhere. They had been building with Stoops. They had been building, and they finally kind of broke through last year. Going to Kentucky will be tough to start that three game stretch of at Kentucky, at Georgia, then Florida. Um, so that'll be that'll be tough if they if they beat Kentucky, um, I you know I have no doubt that they should probably beat Florida as well. But um, like you said, that Georgia game it could be a huge matchup in the SEC because Georgia, their um, their team from the West, the tough team that they have to play from the West um, is Auburn. So um, and Mizzou. The schedule broke this year where they don't have to play LSU, Alabama, or or Auburn. They're playing Ole Miss and Arkansas who are projected to finish 6th and 7th in the SEC West. So I think you look at it, um, I think think you look at Georgia, um, that Georgia-Mizzou game, uh, I don't know when it is, it's towards the end of the year, um, as a game that could easily determine... November 9th. November 9th. Georgia's schedule is intriguing. At Vandy to open, then they got Murray State, Arkansas State, Notre Dame. But they have them. They have them at Georgia though, don't they? Yes. Then at Tennessee, it's never a gimme in Knoxville. No, no, Knoxville's tough. South Carolina, Kentucky at home, Florida at Jacksonville, the week before Mizzou. So and then at Auburn, Texas A and M, and at Georgia Tech. That I mean, that's not a gimme schedule. No, it's not. But. I'm not saying that I think they they should get through all those games. I say Georgia's pretty talented. I mean, conference wise, unscathed. Yeah, Georgia Georgia's pretty talented, but I I think I agree. Probably my top seven SEC East would probably be Georgia, Missouri. I think Kentucky's better than Florida. I'm putting Kentucky at three. I'm gonna put Florida at four, South Carolina at five, Tennessee, and then and then Bandy. That's that's kind of my top seven. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I I'm high on Kentucky. I think I think they've they've kind of built a built a positive thing there and Stoops uh, the Stoops down there he uh, 
he coaches with a huge chip on his shoulder. He he uh he coaches for some reason like he thinks everyone thinks he sucks, which I don't think a lot of people think that. But no, not he, anymore. Whatever, whatever you got to do to get yourself motivated. And then my top seven, I've got Georgia, Missouri, Florida, South Carolina, Kentucky, Tennessee, Vandy. I almost flipped Kentucky and Tennessee. So you're not high on Kentucky. I'm not high on Kentucky. I did not. I was not high on them last year. They weren't a top ten team. They shouldn't have won at Mizzou, for one. No, they shouldn't have. No, no. There is no reason that they should have been able to score a touchdown and win that game late. None. And so uh, that still ticks me off because that's not a pass interference. It's in the past. We'll fix it this year. We'll beat them soundly. Then you want to throw it over to the West? Yeah, we'll touch on the West. I mean, and I know no local teams. Everybody, everybody knows who's going to win the West. It's Bama. Um, I, 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 I'm really high on LSU. I still think LSU is going to be really good, but I'm pretty sure Bama plays LSU at home. Yeah. Um, so, and then Bama goes to Auburn, which Auburn, under Gus Malzahn, every other year they're really good, and then they're really bad. Not really bad, but they're average. And then so it just kind of depends on what team they have. So Bama, that's kind of their tough schedule. Yeah, I think it's Bama and LSU and then everybody else. Um, yeah. A&M, everyone's pretty high on A&M. Um, I think Jimbo Fisher has recruited pretty well. I think. Jimbo's a great coach. Yeah, oh, he's, yeah. They're, they're, I think within the next couple of years, A&M's going to jump into that top two and be able to surpass LSU or Bama. I, I would not it, be surprised if one of these years I think it'll A&M be LSU. wins the West. I, 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 I could see that. Um, I just don't fluke years where they steal a game as long as against Bama. As long as Nick Saban's there, it's so uh, the as long as Nick Saban's at Alabama, Alabama will always have more talent than any team that they play. Oh, I yeah. mean it's it's uh, that's just kind of where the state of Alabama is. When they lose, it is a big deal. Yeah, so exactly. And so yeah, my West it's Bama LSU this year. I think they they're going to be good enough to be able to do it. A and M, I've got them in the three spot, followed by Mississippi State. I I like them a little bit better than I do Auburn. I think Mississippi State, yeah, they graduated a lot, had a lot of NFL caliber players. I think they'll be just a little bit. They'll be better than Auburn. Auburn's gonna be down one more year. Mm-hmm. Then I go Ole Miss, Arkansas, which is pretty clearly the bottom two or three, in the bottom two or three teams in the SEC as yeah. a whole. I would agree with that. With Vandy down there too. Yeah, I would say I would probably go. I would go Bama, LSU. I like Auburn a lot still. I think Auburn finishes third. Uh, I do like A and M there at four, um, and then Mississippi State. I just kind of bumped. I pretty much just bumped Auburn up and bumped everybody else down, and then Ole Miss and Ole Miss and uh, Arkansas. I still don't think. I, I was reading a bunch of stuff that said a lot of people have. Arkansas qualifying for a bowl game this year. I don't think they make the jump from two to ten to six to six. I no. if they go four and eight, their their non conference schedule is pretty weak. So they they lost their, well, I mean one of their better receivers. Yeah, he's coming. He's at Mizzou now yeah. with Kelly Bryant, which is Arkansas won't be very good. No, uh, it's, they they don't have a, they don't they don't have they don't have they quarterback. Don't have quarterback. Yeah, that's the issue. If you can't if you don't have a quarterback in the SEC, you're not going to do very well. No, not against these defenses. Uh, we'll transition now. My conference, Big 12. Love the Big 12, but the Big 12 is going to stink. 
I really uh, there's three good teams and then there's everybody else. I I I I would agree. I think there are three, three good teams. You got you're gonna have tiers. You have three good teams, then you've got about four teams are in the middle that it's like, yeah, okay, they're good. They could sneak up and beat anybody, but they're not going to push for the top. I don't think. And then your bottom four, it's like, ew. <laughs> You're looking at my, I'm looking at my, look, my rankings personally. Don't you have I wouldn't put TCU in the category. The reason why TCU was bad last year was because their first two quarterbacks got hurt and they had to try. And then they third. lost. They lost one of their starters from last year. To yeah. Mizzou. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, but they still have their backup from last year, who's pretty good. You know, when they lost to Kansas last year, they started their third string quarterback, who ended up getting hurt the next week who they had to throw in a fourth string guy i think tcu anytime that tcu since they've been in the big 12 has a year like that where they don't perform consistently they normally crack the top five in the big 12 i i would flip you have texas tech at six we'll kind of go through rankings but in tcu at seven i would flip that Texas. i don't texas tech's not going to be good with them firing cliff kingsbury who they brought in they still don't have a defense. I, Texas Tech's not going to be a good football team this year. I really don't uh, believe that. But I agree with you there. there. The three teams, I know but you know, people that are probably thinking, well, isn't it just Oklahoma and Texas? I think Iowa State's up there. I think Iowa State's going to be pretty with Purdy. I, I was, and Campbell. I'm, Campbell's a rock star of a head yes. coach. I mean, he's won in Ames, Iowa, who not a lot of people. Paul Rhodes, his best year was 6-6 six and six the year they knocked off uh, – Number uh, number two, Oklahoma State, yeah. and um, up there. So, I, he's winning in Iowa State. Um, Iowa State it, that Iowa State Texas game will be big just because that'll determine. Because if you remember, he plays Oklahoma in that in that Big Ten a Big Twelve championship game. It's Big Twelve ten teams. They play round robin, and then there's a Big Twelve championship game. It doesn't really make sense to me, but I don't. I'm not. I'm not the decision maker in the I Big mean, Twelve. I love it though. You play everybody, and you get your true two yeah. best teams yeah. are going to play again. Yeah, well, because the the big the big uh, one was when Baylor was really good with Art Bryles. They went eleven and one, and then another team went eleven and one. Um, it was TCU. Yeah, it was T- yeah TCU. They, Baylor beat TCU. Um, beat TCU. And then Baylor lost to somebody, I, Texas, something like that. And then TCU won, ran the table, and Baylor, they, and then they split it, and then everyone threw a fit about it. It was like there shouldn't be a split neither, in football. neither team made the playoff because of it. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, because TCU, TCU was three. Because TCU was three going into to the championship week, and then they fell to fifth after, after all the championship games. So then that's when the Big 12 kind of – I'm still bitter. They should uh, they should have invited Houston and somebody else uh, to the Big Twelve, possibly Memphis, Houston, I, Memphis, or SMU to bring in somebody to beat on every year. It didn't make sense to me why they didn't expand. They kept in my so twenty twenty. I think it's I think I it's think, a very good possibility that it happens. I don't think they do. Um, you know, the as long as the Big Twelve commissioner is who it is, um, he's made it very clear they don't want to expand. Um, but the 2025, um, that's kind of a, a year to look at. I know everyone's like, oh, that's six years away. That's when the rights for all these schools expire. Mm-hmm. I think the Big 12 will no longer be a conference in 2025. That's my opinion. It's not because they didn't expand. That When they didn't expand, they kind of kissed their own uh, their death warrant. Um, yeah. So I think... 
I think, and that'll be something down the road. Down yeah, the I, road. I think you end up seeing two or three, probably just two of them. When two of these Big Twelve teams will end up in the SEC, a couple will end up in the Big I Ten. I would say you would probably see a Oklahoma and a Texas maybe end up in the SEC. Mm-hmm. I think I think Big Ten wise, I think Big Ten would expand. Iowa State, you'll see Iowa State. You'll see. I think Kansas, Kansas State, Iowa State would end up in the Big Ten. West That's, Virginia is going to end up going back to the East. With the I East think, expanding again, Big East over there. ACC maybe, if unless they're going to continue to be down, but that's down the road. We're talking hypotheticals. No, I know, there. I know. But it's, it's the just Big Twelve inter- changes their mind completely. It's just interesting to think about that the Big Twelve <coughs> won't be around. Um, their biggest mistake was when they lost Mizzou. And yeah, in Nebraska. In Nebraska. Yeah. That's when in Colorado, you lost all the tradition there. Yeah. But kind of looking going into this year, like you mentioned, there's three teams that are going to be really good, Oklahoma, Iowa State, and Texas. I think Oklahoma's a shoe-in for the Big 12 championship. I think they'll finish in the top two. Um, that Iowa State-Texas game, for me, they're 2A and 2B. I don't know who's going to yeah. win that game. Um, and then I would probably put uh, TCU at four. I like TCU a lot. I think Gary Patterson is a really good coach. I think he's going to bounce back after the disappointing last year where they were started off really well um you know people i mean they went into iowa state knocked off iowa state and then that's when the injuries all kind of occurred um and then i would put i would put oklahoma state at four or five excuse me um and then baylor at six i i'm not high as high a lot of people are very high on matt rule and baylor i just don't see it i see baylor being a perennial seven and five to five and seven football team every year with matt rule i don't see them being anything great um, and then seven, um, I put West Virginia at seven. Um, I still think West Virginia, they lost everybody though on offense, literally everybody, everybody yeah. that was decent, they lost. So yeah. I don't know exactly what West Virginia, how West Virginia is going to be this year. Um, and then at eight, I put Kansas, I put Kansas for a reason because I think Texas tech and Kansas state, it's nothing that, uh, you know, it's not the less miles effect. It's not, I think less miles is going to help because they're actually going to have a competent coach on the sideline that knows what they're doing. But I think Texas Tech and Kansas State are going to be that bad. I don't – Texas Tech and Kansas State, man, their their hires weren't anything to write home about. I don't know what they're doing, especially Kansas State. Kansas State, I think, is going to be really bad. I don't – if if Kansas State wins a game, it'll be against Kansas um, in the Big 12. That's really their only shot. Um, and Kansas's benefit – is that they have Baylor, Texas Tech, West Virginia, and K-State all at home. So they have kind of the weaker teams in the Big 12 all at home. Their fifth home game is Oklahoma. That's not going to be close. But um, I just I just see Kansas State and Texas Tech just being bad. Um, and then I have Texas Tech at 9 and Kansas State. Like I said, Chris Kleiman, will he be good eventually? I don't know. Uh, Bill Snyder did leave that program actually pretty bare. Like people talk about how Bill Snyder's like the savior of Kansas State football. Boy, did he not care those last couple of years because he knew he was going to be done. So oh, yeah. recruiting wise, I mean, last year they should have lost to Kansas, easily should have. Uh, Kansas was the better team in that game. Um, so that's kind of kind of where I'm at. And Chris Kleiman, I like the hire. I know North Dakota State has been a powerhouse in the FCS. I just don't know how well it's going to work out in the Big 12. I really don't. The Big 12, I mean, I know it's going to be down this year, but, boy, that's that's a tough that 
to go from North Dakota State to Kansas State where you're playing Oklahoma, where you play all these teams. You know, it's not like the SEC where, like, Missouri and Georgia avoid Alabama and LSU. You're not avoiding the best teams in the conference. You're, you've got to play them. So that's how I see the Big 12 riding out. Um, you know, I, I, see, I see Kansas slowly but surely working their way up. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I've, I'm, I've gone a little different than you. Um, I've got Oklahoma at one. It's not no different there. Iowa State at two. I think they're going to get that two spot. I think they beat Texas. I think they very. I think they will lose two games in the conference, but they will hold the tiebreaker over Texas. I think I agree with. That. I, I agree with them. They'll lose to somebody like Baylor, Oklahoma State, somebody like that. Texas at three. They're they're close. They're they're going to be right there with Oklahoma in the next couple of years. So I th- I think they legit they have a legit coach. Tom Herman is going to turn them into a powerhouse like they once were once were. Oklahoma State at four. I really like Oklahoma State. I like Mike Gundy a lot. Mike Gundy. He's heck of a coach. His character. Uh, five, I go Baylor. I like Matt Rule. I think he's he's done something. When he, he showed up there and they had all the trouble, and the fact that he's already turned them around and made them look like a competent Football program. That's gonna be no nice. trouble going on. I've got Tech six. With their quarterbacks they have returning, I I I like their quarterback situation. And if you have a quarterback in college football that knows what he's doing, you've got a shot to win a lot of games. Their defense is really bad though. If the defense is going to be the issues, but I, I those will be fixed. Uh TCU at seven. I their best quarterback's no longer on the roster. He's sitting for a year at Missouri, which was strange to me when I heard he transferred to Mizzou. I don't. I'll, I'll take it because we're set at quarterback for the next three years. That also must be nice. Um, West Virginia at eight. I don't love them. I don't think Losing does. all those guys, I don't like it at all. I think they lost. I think they lost nine starters off their off their offense last year, and their defense wasn't very yeah. good either. So, and nine, I've got K State. I think they'll win one game in conference. That'll be against my number ten team. Kansas. I hate to do it, but it's going to be Kansas. I think oh, they man. go winless in the Big Twelve this year, and but they will look a lot better. I agree. I agree. They they will be they'll win three games this year. They're gonna win all their non con You haven't beaten Boston College. Mm-hmm. I don't have them beating Boston College. I think I, they I think they beat Boston College. I I think they're they're gonna they're taking that step forward. But they may there's gonna be games where they don't look very when you play those top four or five teams. It's gonna be tough. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No matter who it is. Well, and, and out of the. Out of the top four or five teams that you list there, Oklahoma's the only team that they have it out of the top four, the only team they have at home. They have to go yeah. to Iowa State, to Texas, to Oklahoma State, yeah. and to TCU. I'm high on TCU, so those are their four road games. Mm-hmm. Those are brutal road games oh, yeah. for Les Miles. The the only saving grace is if Les Miles turns back the clock, goes back to where he was at towards the end of LSU and just runs the football. Yeah. That's the only way I think Kansas stays in those you games. You gotta have more than one running back to do that. Puka can't do it all on they his have, own. They have three. They have Dom they have Williams three. and, okay. and Cleo Horbert. So they do have three. 
Um, Williams and Herbert are more bangers, and Puka is more. I, I don't think they're to that point no, yet. No, they're, They've got to develop the offensive line still. you got to find a quarterback. If, and they got to find a quarterback that can just manage a game and yeah. throw enough passes to make people respect the pass. I think they will be – you'll see – a lot of similar, a lot of similarities to the last couple of years. Playing some, a lot more spread than Les Miles typically does. Puka is more of a get him in space running back. I'm, I watched a few Kansas games, and if you get him in space, he's going, he can oh, make plays. Mm-hmm. He's down get. Um, if he can stay out of trouble. Yeah. So this this will be the second straight year that he's suspended for week one. So. Um, but yeah, I I, I agree. Um, I don't have Kansas beating Boston College. I have them losing. I think it'll be close. It's a Friday night game up at Boston College. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be close, but I think Kansas doesn't win. I don't think Kansas is there yet, and then I think they win two games. <coughs> two games in the Big Twelve, um, just because of who I mentioned, who they play at home um, outside of Oklahoma. I, I I just think at some point they're going to find a way to win that. But I the I think the big saving grace for Kansas, they at least now have a coach that's not clueless yeah exactly. they, they they're gonna have a guy because it just seemed like you know obviously being a kansas fan i've i for some reason the last 10 years have tortured myself during football season and i've watched every single uh kansas football game uh 18 wins in 10 years by the way i just want that to be known um you know how many wins that is per year not a lot 1.8 uh yeah there's a winless year in that as well um yeah but i i, I just see I see there's going to be a decent game plan now. There's going to be competence on the sideline. We're not going to call a timeout two minutes into the game to, because well, we. There's going to be a game plan. Period. Yeah, yeah. It's it's going to be nice. I mean, um, you know, I know I know Twitter is a cesspool for things, but there was a lot of you know girlfriends of football players on Kansas that would tweet. My boyfriend just came home frustrated, saying uh, Beatty has no idea what he's doing, and that was pretty common. I think you know I feel like a lot of people. Um, after so we beat Texas his second year, got an extension after going two and twenty two in his first two years, and then went one and eleven. And after that, all of Kansas was like, "I'm done. I this this guy's over." Um, and you know, watching watching football, it was frustrating to watch David Beattie as the head coach. So having less miles, will it work? I don't know. I really don't. Um, you know, I know it, 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 he's going to bring excitement because that week one is going to be packed. I mean, it's it's going. I know it's eleven a.m. kickoff week one. Memorial Stadium will be packed for the first time in a very long time, probably since Turner Gill's first year, because Turner Gill still brought excitement because they were still, uh, you know, hey, we got a good, good coach, we still have a good roster, and then obviously things have have not worked out since uh, the Mangino era. But I think the first couple of games there's just going to be so many people there, and by so the stadium holds 55, so it's still in Stone Age. 40. Gonna get about forty, um, which is still you know forty people. They didn't total. I, <laughs> still probably better than what they've got in the last couple of seasons. Um, but yeah, just having a competent coach, he's gonna bring excitement. I don't know if it's gonna work or not. Years one and two, he's got no pressure. Year three, he's gonna make a bowl game. If yeah. not, then there's more pressure on him. It's like, hey, we gotta get this get this ball rolling. But um, on the Kansas front, you know, a little bit of news. Um, you know, the Jaden Russell situation. Probably won't go into too much depth with it. Um, kind of a weird situation, losing a pretty good recruit. Russell going to Miami of Ohio. Oi. Um, I hadn't heard where he was going. Um, That's a... Uh, 
that's a step backwards. It's a tough, tough situation. Um, it, it sucks as a Kansas fan because once he, the day he committed, he was a huge recruiter for the University of Kansas, and then the day that. I'll know, I, that night was just weird. I remember uh, I follow a bunch of people that follow Kansas football, um, and they were like, yeah, Jaden Russell literally just deleted everything KU from his Twitter, and then the next day the story released that he wasn't reporting, and then Russell um, was granted his release uh, last week, beginning of last week, um, and then released kind of what happened. Uh, we won't go into depth in it here. Um, but... Kind of a huge loss, I think, for Les Miles because I think he was going to bring a lot of local excitement. Um, and also another big kid um, that I think was going to contribute quite a bit in his sophomore season. Probably wasn't going to do much. He was going to play safety, which Kansas returns a lot there. So kind of a big loss, but we'll see if Les Miles um, – I think I still think he'll be able to recruit pretty well. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's kind of too – you know, Mizzou kind of has the SEC championship aspirations – and Kansas and Kansas State, kind of locally, there's just not a lot of. There's a lot of. Hey, if we win four games this year, it's huge, you know. So there's kind of two two different sides of the story um, when when you when you think locally. So it, it'll be interesting. I can't wait for college football. It, it, the first Saturday games are a month from today that we're recording this. So yeah. uh, it's exciting. Uh, college football is finally um, is finally. Uh, Finally, around the around the corner. So, um, got a little bit of time left here. Uh, let's let's touch on the Chiefs and Royals real quick. Um, I figured instead of just going straight Royals, we could maybe do some uh, predictions for the rest of the baseball season instead of just that's great. Yeah, Royals. talking about the Royals being thirty games below five hundred and nine games back to the White Sox. I mean, they're not in last place. I would say Detroit's bad. Well, five and a half games better than Detroit right now. So that's that's positive. And Detroit and Detroit still hasn't played. There's seven games yeah. played behind the Royals, so the t- Tigers could still go three and four there. I mean, in the Royals game. And the Royals' run difference is only minus ninety eight. How uh, are you thirty games below five hundred and minus ninety eight in run difference? Because we score because <coughs> we score ten runs and then give up then give up thirteen. Oh yeah, when we win games, we win by a lot. But I guess let's. Let's just let's just go down each division, or kind of let's start in the American League. Who's gonna win the East? Probably the Yankees. That's what I'm thinking. I'm going to go the Yankees. Central. Uh, I'm gonna go Indians. I Indians right now. I think are what three games back. Three back. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go Indians. I'm going with the Twins. I think with the Indians just trading their best pitcher for for no apparent reason. That's. That confuses me still. I'm going to go the Twins. I think they hang on. Because they shored up their bullpen with a couple arms today. And so I think they have a legit chance that they can swing it. Oh, my goodness. They can swing it. They can't. Yeah, one through nine, their their lineup is, is deadly. Then uh, the West. Uh, Houston. Houston. That's what I'm thinking. They've added then, Green Key. Yeah. And which is ridiculous. Maldonado. Maldonado, and that's where you know Maldonado was there. What last, last year? Last year, I think I think he'll get back to being comfortable. And then our two wild cards. What do you think? Oh, you've got really. There's four teams that I think have a legit chance with Oakland, Cleveland, Tampa Bay, and Boston. Boston with 59 wins. They're. I think the it'll be fourth team right now. I think it'll be 
it'll be Tampa Bay and for me Minnesota. I think whoever doesn't win the Central will be the fifth team. I think Tampa Bay is the way they're pitching, where they do the openers and then and then all well, they that. Got, they just traded one of their openers. Yeah, but I still, I still think they're going to continue to do it. Um, oh yeah, and then I think that's been throwing teams for a loop. I think they find a way to hold off Boston, and then and then Cleveland. I think right now is like three and a half up. They're in the first wild card spot. Yeah. They're three and a half up from the second one. So I think I think whoever loses the Central, I think will be in the wild card spot. But I have I have Cleveland jumping Minnesota. I think Minnesota falling. I've the got wild card. Cleveland and Boston. I think Boston gets together here down the stretch, and I think they make a run and they'll. I think they're going to do it. I think they'll get there and find their way back in the playoffs, and they're going to be dangerous in the playoffs. And then National League, the East. Ah, Braves. That's what I'm thinking. I think they're six and a half games up. They're playing well enough. They made some really good deals today to shore up their bullpen. Then the Central, where it's uh, it's in extremely close. I'm I'll go Cubs. Um, Pretty much because I, I can't do the Cardinals. Uh, I would I, I just I can't rationalize that. Um, yeah, I'll go, I'll go Cubs. I think the Cubs are still the most talented team in that yeah. division. I, I agree. They made some good deals today to, I think, get them over the line, to get them back into first place here coming up. In the West, I think we can both agree it's going to be the Dodgers. I'm going to go Diamondbacks. They're only, they're only 15 games up in the division right now. Going into August, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you say the only, the only way the – only the Dodgers lose that division as if they have an epic Boston Red Sox 2014 yeah. collapse. So and my wild cards are going to be Milwaukee and Philly. I like I Philly. Think the Nationals get left out. I barely. Th- I think there's a shot. We see a game 163 in the in the National League between Phillies and between Phillies and Nationals or something to do with the Cardinals. I I think there's a chance there's some chaos mm-hmm. in the National League due to just how close a lot of these teams are. The Cardinals, the Cubs, the Brewers, Phillies, Nationals. They're all within a game or two of each other. I think I think it'll mine minor Cardinals and Brewers. I think those would be the two teams. I think whoever doesn't win I think it'll be three teams from the central. Um I think it's that close. Um yeah. so that's that's kind of my wild card. Um and then a um, I think Houston kind of will be the favorite, but uh, yeah, I would at this point I'd take Houston with with them getting Grinky. It's ridiculous. I mean, their pitching staff is just ridiculous. They're going to be able to pitch four guys in a playoff series. Oh yeah, yeah, comfortably. Oh yeah, and then their bullpen's still pretty good. Their their hitting is is incredible. I I just think I just think Houston has too much firepower. Um, but we'll go ahead. Um, I haven't touched on the Chiefs yet. Uh, not a lot obviously going on. You know, some injuries have happened. Uh, nothing serious, you know. Everyone thought Tyreek Hill last night, yesterday was was serious, but it's just a quad bruise. Um, Worried about, well, it it's it's kind of sad. Keith Reeser going down yeah. with an Achilles tear. That's 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 a bummer for him because he was he showed a lot last year mm-hmm. in the preseason. Or in the in the AF, he looked really was one of the best defensive yeah. backs in the league, and it just sucks because he'd been around with us for a while. He would made multiple we were, appearances with and us, and we were and, thin there too, and that didn't help. We signed um, signed somebody from Mark Hunter or something from Oklahoma State. He was with yeah. Spags in 2016, 2017, so it kind of made sense bring someone in that kind of knows the system. Uh, that's really my main concern with the Kansas City Chiefs would be the corners. You know, outside of Breland, 
Um, and then Sean Fivius Ward, and then they've already said, and they've already announced that Fuller's going to be strictly a nickel corner. Um, outside of those three, man, if one of those guys gets hurt, we could be hurting in the secondary. Corner-wise. Uh, corner, corner moving, moving Tremont Smith to running, running back. back. Um, Which tells me that they don't see him as a corner anymore, but there's not much room for him. Yeah. On the roster. Yeah. I, so he either needs to pick up on offense really quickly or he's not going to have a job. And Reed, and Reed today said it's not permanent, so you could see him back over on the defensive side. Um, he didn't look great defensive back-wise last no, year. No, he didn't. Um, but, yeah, I, I, that's my only concern. I think corner, you know, we – you know, I, I feel like that was a – an area of need we didn't really do much about it the linebackers don't scare me as much I think Darren Lee and Damian Wilson I think those additions will be will be fine with Dorian O'Daniel although Dorian O'Daniel has been running with the threes yeah because they're right now they're like Wilson Ragland Hitchens which I think is quite a bit which I I'm good with that if if Ragland can show that he can play in a 4-3 that was a worry is he's not a 4-3 middle linebacker but if he can show that he can play it, I'm good with him playing middle linebacker. Oh, so am I. Because he can thump. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you let Hitchens play that weak side where he can do what he does best, and that's go get the running back. And then I think I think the nickel package will be, obviously, Fuller comes in, and then I think you're going to see Lee and O'Daniel. Because I think you're going to see Tyron Matthew in one of those linebacker spots. With Thornhill and... With Thornhill and Dirty Dan playing back there. And then Dirty Dan blitzes, because I wouldn't want Dirty. I don't want Dirty Dan anywhere near coverage right now. He's been playing with the ones. But I th- that's also also being said is Thornhill has been. I think it was Lewis Riddick was like he'll start. The name to watch. Yeah, Juan Thornhill of the Chiefs. I, he I, is. Which Thor- I thought when we drafted him, like okay, he's our starter next to Tyron Matthew. I think rep wise in in camp they're just giving the veteran the ones, and I think after the preseason games I think Thornhill will make such an impression that they have to pretty much start He's, him. But I think I think what's going to be different though is that I there's not there's not going to be the same eleven on the field at all times yeah. like it was last year. I think this year there's going to be a lot of you're going to see a lot of like in between play you know first down, you know Baltimore runs for three yard gain you're going to see. Just shift change between second, oh, yeah. between first and second, and then a shift change between second and third. I think you're going to see Spags throw a lot of, a lot of different things at um, at guys at, at at some quarterbacks this year. So, I think that's what's going to be different because last year was pretty much this is our 11 guys on the field. We're not subbing, you know. Here here we are. Um, so I think I think that's going to be a, uh, much different um, yeah. offensive side of the football. There's no worries. Hey, well, no, I have. There is nothing that scares me. No, I, I think Damian Williams is going to be just fine playing running back every down. He's he's going to be great. Yeah, I think he finally getting his opportunity. I think he's going to be just fine. And then, Carlos wide, wide receiver Hyde's not going to end up being on the roster most of the year. I don't think they're going to see a lot from. I think Thompson's going to be Darwin Thompson's going to show that he should be getting a lot of carries. They're getting a lot of touches. Uh, Daryl Williams, I still like him. I, I I think there's a chance Carlos Hyde didn't make it through camp. If I think they see something from Darwin Thompson and Daryl Williams. I think they go with those. They go with 
both Williams and Thompson. I, I, I agree with that. Um, I think Carlos Hyde could possibly be the guy, let, you know, odd man out there. Uh, Receiver-wise, I mean, f- good Lord. If you take Williams off. He's going to get left out. If, you, if you're going to take, I think, I think what happens is whoever's going to be the sixth or seventh receiver, we're going to tr- not, not cut. We're going to tr- we're going to trade to New York, who currently has three injuries and a suspended um, yes. receiver. We're going to trade uh, someone to New York for a corner. I think that's just what's going to happen. I think we see this is the end of Marcus Camp because he can't play receiver at all. No. He's been no. strictly special teams. I think Garrick Dieter is going to be that last guy. I think he will be too. He's been working so much with my, with Pat. And he can play special teams. I think he's going to be the guy that stays on the roster because he can play receiver too. Yeah. And just imagine, I'm just picturing, I, I can't wait for that when we take Williams off the field and we have McCole Hardman, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Demarcus Robinson, and Travis Kelsey all on the field. Good, like people, people, people keep talking about the regression that Pat Mahomes is. Stat-wise, he may have regression. He's not. I still don't see him throwing more than twelve picks. I really don't. Just from the standpoint of, there's going to be so many open wide receivers. Even if, even with Williams in the backfield, there's still going to be so many open options for Patrick Mahomes yeah. that it's it's just going to be it's going to be unfair. I mean, it's 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 really going to be unfair. We got a tough schedule, but man, there's not a game on there. I'm like, we we can win all of these games. I. I legit, when I looked at the schedule the first time, I'm like, 16-0? Is that possible? I just, I just don't think it's possible. I, I, no, I don't think it's possible. I mean, it, I mean, it's possible, but doubtful. Yeah. I I think Mahomes goes for 4,040. I think he goes for He's like, not going to go 50 and 5,000 no. because he's not going to have to score as many points. He's going to be able to... Manage the game in the fourth quarter. We can get the ball to Damian Williams, get the ball to Darwin Thompson, get it to Daryl Williams. More so. They're, we're going to be handing the ball off a lot more down the stretch of games. And we're not going to need to have him score 40 points to win a game. Yeah. I just, yeah, I was saying, because I think some, um, I think it was uh, Jason Anderson, uh, The Zone, the, mm-hmm. that new show that started this week on 810, uh, was talking about it. If the defense is improved, he won't have to throw six touchdowns against a team like the Rams. He won't have to throw six touchdowns against the Steelers just for us to win. You know, I I, I just see if the defense is improved, I think I think Mahomes. Obviously, stat wise, I, I think yards wise he'll still be up there, but I think touchdown wise he won't be he won't be up he there. He won't have to. No, he won't have defense to. Defense is going to make enough plays. I think that'll keep us in. That'll we're not going to have to. Um, so that'll probably do it for this one. We kind of just wanted to get kind of our feet wet here. Um, get some feedback. Yeah, get some feedback. Um, so, again, we will probably come back the week before high school football starts, so the week of like the of August 19th, uh, kind of preview all week one. Jamborees, you know, because uh, that'll be that week. Jamborees now. Um, kind of preview all of that. Again, once football season gets in full swing, high school football gets in full swing, our goal is to have um, – you know, this kind of just KC and National out on Wednesdays and then um, um, high school out on Thursdays. High school will be done pretty much every week. We're making yeah. sure we get at least a high school one done every week because 
that's the most that's, important. That's the most important for us right um, now. And then, and then once we get that, we, you know, we'll kind of go from there. Uh, but, yeah, that'll be every week. Um, you know, we'll kind of get it done for you guys. Um, but, yeah, uh, we won't be back probably until that week of August 19th. We just kind of wanted to get our feet wet, get this out, just to see if everything worked and how all the logistics would work. And if you have any name ideas, we'd take Say, so we'll take a name. Uh, right now, we're the nameless podcast of sports. Uh, that's really uh, what we got going. But, yeah, so – um, it'll be on, I do believe we're going to try to upload this to Apple and Spotify. So you guys can catch us out there every, every Wednesday and Thursday.